0: and a happy new year to everybody welcome welcome to dirty secrets of small business my name is jack Mancini, and i am a business coach along with my long-standing business partner adam Sunhalder. and i say long-standing because he is long-standing he stands for all our shows <laughs> it's not that he can't stand him, he just stands up tall. He's a tall guy anyway, so if you're watching the streaming video on this show, you can see a couple of kneecaps. Those are his. <laughs> the rest of it's me. But anyway, we're here to have fun. We like to talk about our coaching exploits. We take actual cases, if you will, cases from our vast files of, of small business uh, situations here that we coach the owners through. And basically we take live situations that uh, we we coach our clients over the last couple of days and condense them into a subject for our show. So we talked about things such as, such as uh, somebody, one of our owners trying to take a vacation and having great difficulty, guilt and many other emotions with the whole idea of taking a vacation. Uh, so we, we coached them through that and actually for a couple of hours it's, it's it's very interesting how long some particular subjects take and that's only one one session you know it could be multiple sessions usually it is but we we talked with one of our clients about vacations another about organization issues transition marketing plans uh, pricing again transitions valuations those are some of the the quick condensed topics that we have taken from our annals of coaching and brought to our wonderful radio station tonight. And we've also switched our time to 7 p.m. So hopefully you're here because you heard we were going to be at 7, and if not, we welcome you.
1: That's right. Welcome. Happy, happy new year. Happy 2018. Uh, It's a great time of year. Everybody's always looking forward after having time to celebrate and reflect upon the year that was, to look forward to the year That's going to be. And many of our clients are very excited. Had record years in 2017 and are looking forward to even better things coming in in here to 2018. And uh, we both had some good breaks. We're back at it. And uh, looking forward to a good year. It's
0: cold outside, isn't it?
1: It's cold about everywhere in the country right now. Even down in Florida, I heard it's like in the 30s down in in Florida. So that's freezing cold down there. Not like uh, below zero like we got here. But it's all right. We're having a real winter for one year. And that's. That's a good thing for our, it's our clients, a for three. our clients who plow snow and our clients who repair cars when they get into into collisions. So everything makes somebody happy, so keep that in mind. So it takes all <laughs> kinds to make it go around. So yes, you are welcome to be part of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Every time we're here, we're here, as Jack said, in our new time slot, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. You can get us live here at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. Be happy to talk to our engineer Sean. He'll be happy to to answer the phone for you and we'll get you on the air. If you want to tweet at us, you can do that uh, at MaximumVP. If you want to get Jack Mancini, you can get him at at JackMVP. You can get me at at Adam Sunhalter. Email works good too. Radio at MaximumVP.com. Or head over to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how. Nice little form pops up there to kind of get you uh, get you to us and get your question down. You can react to us or submit your own how question. And Jack gave you some examples of some of the how questions we were dealing with just here in the last probably 24 to 36 hours. Not unusual. Uh, it's always fun to kind of go through this as a prep for the show, and there'll be some themes that usually jump out. And keep in mind, this isn't Jack and I driving the themes. It's things that kind of go on with our clients. And so... Some recent shows we talked about things like you know, how do you calculate bonuses and, and, and things like that, where there's, there's some common themes that are on people's minds. And uh, coming off the holiday season, uh, and this is often something that comes up during summertime too, is, is this whole idea of, of a vacation. And how do you take a vacation? And it's something that has to be learned. And uh, as simple as that sounds, a couple of big themes that, that, that we tend to see, Jack. One is that the owner themselves being able to kind of step away from things and to try to find that switch somewhere in their brain to turn their brain off and to not think about day-to-day things, to worry about day-to-day things is one thing. Um, Also, this time of year, to not, uh, as one client put it, be Mr. Scrooge this time of year and be upset that people are are taking vacation time and, and taking time off or even if folks are coming in, they're, they're maybe a little a uh, little lethargic, little uh, a yeah, little goofy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> or
0: yeah, that whole week between the holidays is is somewhat of a, a lost week.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and clients are you know clients or potential clients aren't around, and so you're trying to get some things wrapped up, and you can't get a hold of anybody, and people are ducking and dodging stuff, and so it can be kind of a frustrating a frustrating time, you know. And so so how do you handle it? How, how do you how do you go on vacation? You'd How do you go, take time say off? Say the
0: hell with it all. Lock the doors and leave. <laughs> no, it's it takes a little experience and and new. Well, when when you know companies are always going through different transitions, if you will. So if a company's coming off big losses or it's relatively new and it's finally coming into its own, the owner goes through a whole series of emotions. And all of a sudden, he or she finds themselves faced with taking a vacation and. The emotions that can run through their minds are uh, baffling isn't the word, isn't the right word, but it's uh, to us it is. I mean, you deserve, especially if you had a good year, and in this particular client's case, he had an excellent year, excellent, and he's been fighting the battle for five years at least, so if anybody re- deserves a, a nice vacation and, and a little bit of time off, it's him, but he didn't get it. He's... He hasn't owned the company long enough in a successful track to understand that those kinds of things are truly deserved and it's okay. There shouldn't be guilt. There shouldn't be God. What what am I doing? I'm I'm losing production. I'm I'm worried about the company. I'm you know, you when when you're in a mode for several years of trying to turn a company and and make it profitable, then that's how you that's what you know. You don't know prosperity. You gotta get used to that, you gotta learn it. And we coach people on that. It's okay to take a vacation. In fact, you should take one. You deserve it. And you should take a good one this year, especially. So that takes a little while to to uh, accumulate that, uh, I don't know, I would say the confidence and and the uh, acceptance that it's okay to take a vacation. Try to find that switch and turn it off for a little bit.
1: Oh people will do it differently and uh, you know a couple things you know so so so, so, I, so growing up you know my, my parents had their company and they and they'd try to keep it open during during that you know the, the last week or 10 days of the year and got to the point about 15 20 years ago they 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 said screw it we're just we're, you know there's nobody around people come in they aren't they aren't productive it, it, it's silly people trying to cover this or that it's like you know what we're just going to give everybody that you know that those last 7 or 10 days of the year just give it give it off to everybody you know it's a nice little benefit to to the folks it's It's something just to instead of dealing with some of the frustration, it's going to take some time off and that's something that that we've done now for years you know I think the first couple of years of m v p jack we we try to coach people during this time of year and realize a lot of people were were out are trying to get their final year thing wrapped up so that they'd miss some of our meetings and everything else and you know I think probably for the last twelve or thirteen years we, we we've taken off the last seven or ten days in terms of not scheduling our our regular client meetings. We let our clients know, hey, you know, we're we're around if you need something, if you wanna chat, you know, we're certainly available to to talk as we always are, but we aren't gonna have our, our regular meetings and just and encourage them, you know, again, to try to, to lead by example same. to kinda of, to kinda of do that, you know. Right, right. And so but everybody does it different. There, there's no one simple answer. So there wasn't a day last week aside from, you know, Christmas Day that I didn't talk to or email clients. And it wasn't me reaching out to them; it was me responding to the, to, to, to incoming calls from them. And over the course of the, of the week, it was probably I don't know two or three hours worth of phone calls and, and perhaps emails of stuff. So to me, that's no big deal. And, and you know, there are some some pretty heady issues that the clients were dealing with, right? That they wanted to make a decision on before the end of the year. It's okay. That's part of why we're here, you know. So yeah, I don't view that as a as a negative. And 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 for me, whenever I go on vacation, I never. I never don't check email at some point during the day typically. Why? Because I hate coming back to hundreds and hundreds of emails piled up in my inbox. That, to me, is more depressing than taking 20 minutes out of my morning or evening or sometime during the day to go through stuff and to make sure it's kind of kept up and sort of tended to, you know, kind of tending your garden, so to speak, right? Well,
0: usually, usually if those emails aren't answered by the time you get back, they're all resolved. So that's another way to look at it, too. That usually
1: uh, works for your style. That's <laughs> that doesn't, right. doesn't work as well. And if people are expecting me to respond to the email, that's right. You got them conditioned. <laughs> they they don't right.
0: expect me. But if there's a big deal, then you know I'll, I'll be in on the loop and and we'll be talking. Yeah, that's but, where
1: phone calls and texts come in. You know right, exactly.
0: Exactly. So
1: so so being being around, being available. And, you know, my wife is the same way. She was off last week, and we have a couple of young kids. It depends where you are in your life. You know, so we, we have a sixth grader and a, and a ninth grader, so they're off. So it's time for us to kind of spend a little bit of time together, too. And we didn't plan it. We had a, a short trip last year to, to, to New York City to kind of for three days and, and had a little road trip. This year we kind of stayed we stayed local, but we have a bunch of family and friends around. So there's always something going on almost every day. There are there, there things kind of going on. And, you know, I'd interweave, checking stuff or taking phone calls. It's all just kind of part of the natural day. And, and and my wife is doing the same kind of stuff with, you know, with her work, you know. she's a, She's a manager, so she had to make sure payroll got taken care of that's right, a pretty big deal if people aren't getting if people aren't getting paid we're sure gonna notice what's kind of right. going on right so so you take a couple hours of time to kind of make sure stuff gets you know stuff keeps on moving but you know aside from that normal day-to-day stuff you know the client we're talking about here is having issues with you know just turning the mind off and 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 one of his challenges has always been and we know it's a common challenge for for many of our clients is they have lots and lots of ideas and where do you put those ideas and we're we're very big fans of helping people focus. That's a big part of what we do with our with our day-to-day business coaching, is to help them focus on what they're doing to drive their plan to make their plan happen. So when they get away from that day-to-day drive and that focus of making and executing that plan, the plans are all set for going into next year. And you know, here we are at the end of the year, and you're you're pretty much done. You can't really do much more for this year, Jack. How do you? Okay, you know, if your your mind's kind of freed up, so all those things you've been kind of thinking about start bouncing around and. And in the case of our client, you know, he's a little older. He doesn't, you know, his kids are out of the house and it's just he and his wife. And what's fun is he got a, he got a good sense of what one of your favorite words, Jack, looks like, Mm -hmm. which is retirement. Retirement. Right? Yes. And as many of us who've been married for a number of years, I've been married for a little bit over 19 years now. I know Jack's been, been, been over 40 years and uh, (laughs) we love our wives. They love us. But to be together 24/7 isn't how we're meant to be.
0: No, I don't right? think I don't think that was the case. You know, when uh, Adam and Eve were kicking around, I don't think the design was was 24/7. Uh, and, and you know, to take a business owner who's who's new at being a business owner, new at being a boss, in many cases, uh, you know, to get used to the fact that you're allowed to take a vacation. You're allowed to move away. You're allowed to not be always churning, always taking ideas and firing off emails. And The the, the emails in a small company coming from the boss can be very disruptive. Actually, they can be demoralizing. You know, you wake up in the morning, especially if it's a day off, and you're you're, uh, having your cup of coffee and going on the internet and catching up with news and all of a sudden, here's three emails, four pages long, with somebody dumping their brain and what are you going to do? That now goes into your brain and it's in your brain locking up and screwing up your whole day of leisure that you just had planned. And and the boss has to be sensitive to this. And in his case, he we, we've been trying to teach him this for a while. He's getting much better, but it's taken a long time because he'll just dump these ideas. They're great ideas, but they all take a lot of time and effort and the appropriateness of them isn't really usually the right timing.
1: Yeah, let's, let's, let's dig in that a little bit more and come back from the break, Jack. Cause that's a, to me, that was the, the, the very good symbol I knew right away before the vacation even started that, that, that he was going to be in trouble because I started to see some flurry of emails. So we'll talk a little bit more about how, how do you go about taking a vacation and really kind of taking it. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini,
0: and we are Maximum Value Partners, a business coaching company.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to first 2018 episode in our new time slot of dirty secrets a small business we're earlier but we're as good as ever and looking forward to be better here in 2018 jack
0: i uh i agree adam in fact i think we are better only because that half hour is a big deal and we're we're on a roll at seven. A bigger roll than at seven thirty. I can tell. I can feel it. I can feel it. I, I can we're feel just, it. We're Even though it's ten degrees outside, I can still feel it.
1: I figure we're aging like fine wine. We get better with age, and you know that works.
0: I think so. At least that's what I heard, and I'm going to guess yes. All
1: right. We feel you'll be better, too. We'd love to have you be part of the show, and you're always, always, always welcome to be part of the show. And There's lots of ways to do that. The simplest way is to dial in here and talk to Mr. Sean, an engineer. You can get a hold of us here when we're live from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern at 440-946-9468. Great way to get a hold of us and be part of the show and react to some of the stuff, or if you want to talk about the topics we're talking about tonight, like, for instance, we've talked about uh, starting the show is how do you go about taking a darn vacation? Coming right off the holiday, the holiday times, and and times with your friends and family, and and too many owners are feeling antsy during. You know, they 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 break out into shakes and hives, and they they, they can't get away from their computers and their emails. And um, I knew on, on December twenty-first, Jack, when all of a sudden a flood of emails started coming from this client that we're and talking he was getting about. Ready. he was caught up. It was before the, it was it was before the holidays, right? And every day for the next ten days there are multiple emails coming through and why these are the, the, and it's coming from a good place it's coming from from a good place and we hear this a lot you know i had a thought and i wanted to i wanted to get it down and i wanted to get it out so i didn't forget about it jack i don't need you to i don't need you to do anything about it now i just want to make sure you were aware and you had this right so you know it's okay to tuck it away for the next and we're, week we're, or ten days, but so
0: we're training them yeah. to do. Put them in boxes. Don't. Well, don't, well we're training them not
1: to send them out. He's, yeah. He's, don't, he's, don't put <laughs> him in boxes. <laughs> he was, he was doing okay. Yourself. He was doing okay, but now he's quickly regressed. Right, and, and, and a big part of what we do with our coaching is to help people adjust and change their habits. And changing habits can be pretty hard, and and. and um, I think we probably see that, um, you know, we, I'm sure most of us probably ate too many cookies and had too many drinks during the holidays, and you put on a few pounds because it's it's easy to kind of break through and let go of whatever structure you may have had, and, and and that's often the case as an owner, too. And this client had a bunch of thoughts, a bunch of ideas, and all of a sudden, you go to the office, you go to work, there's nobody around, or not, not as many folks are around. You try to reach out to, to, to customers, nobody's answering the phones, you're, you're going bonkers. It's just you you and your thoughts and your ideas and how do you let them all out what do you do with all those things can you walk away can you can you can you literally just walk away and let things be i think people do what they know how to do and
0: if you've been in a grind in this case this guy has been in a grind for for several years so he's adapted to that situation and the things he does that's what he knows how to do and it's not take vacations it's really push push the 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 envelope push the work effort it's all work 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 and all of a sudden you've accomplished a bunch of stuff and now you you're in an opportunity to take a vacation but you don't know how to take a vacation you can go back to your job days but that isn't quite the same so to adam's point about teaching people to teaching our clients to to change their habits very difficult you know what you know how to do and that's what you do i mean why why would you expect <laughs> that you're going to do something different other than what you know how to do unless somebody is prodding you pushing you encouraging you and that's what we do and as surprising as it seems for so many people because most people aren't owners of small companies but it's surprising if you aren't an owner how difficult it is to take a vacation. I mean, most people can not empathize with that. Hell, they, they're they're willing to take a vacation on a on a drop of a hat and and enjoy the heck out of it. Work to heck with it, a distant memory. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think, Jack, and our 15 years together doing this, and the, the hundreds of companies we've we've coached. Has anybody ever come back to us and say, Hey, you know, I was I was negotiating a. Uh, uh, you know, a new compensation package with Bob. Bob, you know, Bob's doing pretty well. I want to give him a I want to give him a raise, and wanted to give him a few extra days off. And boy, would you know it! Bob said, "You know what? I don't want any more days off, Jack. I want extra. In fact, in fact, why don't you take some of them away from me? You know, I, I want to work more days. I want fewer days off.
0: Yeah. How many? Wait, let me count those on my left hand. <laughs> wait, I don't have any fingers anymore.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's about a zero. It, it, people, to your point, people." Will take those vacations because, again, if they're working hard, that's, uh, it's, it isn't the, 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 the nine to five mentality, you know, still is prevalent to a certain extent, but really, as you get into this information age where the way things are, people are kind of available 24 7 with technology the way it is. And so it's become harder to kind of turn things off. And so when you do get a chance to kind of get away, it's good to kind of get away. And you got to understand when Jack mentions your power as the owner. You know, we were going through. There was a an online dialogue, one of these kind of chat screens that that our client uses, and was chatting with some ideas with one of the guys who was on vacation. That was a day off for him, right? And he's he's, he's going through and showing us some of the stuff. And literally, over the course of about a two-hour two-hour period, there were I don't know a couple dozen entries, right? Over the course of a couple yeah, hours, yeah. And you can sense, and you know, you can see the agitation or you know, the, the, tone, the, the, the tone guy didn't want to picking wanna, up in the emails yeah, yeah. The, the guy didn't want to engage right but you feel the need to engage because the boss is poking at you right and so you hope to kind of you know the first one you're okay the second one you're okay hoping to kind of just nip get it more in the bud
0: doomsday <laughs> doomsday you're you're trying to relieve the pain one way or another right. yeah that's what we could see it's funny how you could see that so easy in the tone
1: and and usually what happens, and I think you know this as an owner, you know it's rare, as Jack said early on here. You know, when I was mentioning how I like to go through emails. He said if you let things kind of sit for a while, they take care of themselves. You know, this owner we know, if if I get an email from him today, and I don't see him again until let's say next Monday or Tuesday. That whatever is in the email today, it's going to change, whether it be once or five times or ten times between now and then, because he's kind of getting his thoughts out, and it's still. Percolate and it's still kind of working through, and that's his way. Because you know, some of us like to kind of talk things through or kind of brainstorm or, or, or think out loud, and some of us like to write stuff down, let it percolate, let, let it kind of roll through the mind, let you know, let us kind of sleep on it, you know, and, and think about it a bit. And when you're the think about it kind of person, you let people into early. You don't really need it's, it's a, the, the 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 idea is still not even half baked at that point. Maybe it's a quarter baked or one-tenth baked. You know, it still needs some more time. you know. So we've learned to kind of just ignore it and let it kind of go, hey, let's talk about that when we see you next week. you Because know? we know it's either, A, going to go away or it'll evolve into something totally different. So why waste the time now trying to help work through something that's not really an urgent matter? <laughs> that's part of the challenge too. you know. When you're an owner, how do you prioritize? How do you prioritize what's... Important and urgent versus important no and formula, not so urgent.
0: No formula. It, it's It's a uh, hopefully an intelligent discussion with with good advisors, and you come to conclusions, and then make your choices. There, yeah, you know, it's it's the only way it's done. It's not a lottery pick. It's not a consensual sort of thing. It's the owner making the priorities. You know, after all, it's his or her company. But what outside of taking a vacation? You know, we, we talked to probably eight clients here over the last two days, spent a lot of time with them. And outside of a vacation, what else was bugging a lot of people here? This transition stuff. We got several of our clients in transition.
1: So what does that mean, Jack? Because I, you know, I know what you mean, but maybe, maybe, I don't know if our audience may, may know what you mean by transition. Well,
0: this, there's this, there's a lot of ways you can use that word transition, but the way our clients are involved right now, they're transferring ownership of the company to their siblings, or or they're battling the transfer of the ownership to their siblings, and or, and their children. You know, they want. Uh, we we have two or three different situations here where ownership transfer is the objective, and we have one going very well and peaceful, and the other one being somewhat hostile. And transition can be a very very sticky, difficult. Uh, Thing, uh, within family businesses, and that's really what we're talking about
1: here. Yeah, and it's uh, there's a couple of components. We don't have time to, to get into all the detail yet. We have our, it's become our break coming up here, but let's tee it up before before the break. It's us tease, tease the audience here a little bit, Jack. You have a couple of big pieces. One is the just overall transition or, or transfer of ownership. There's lots of ways to make that happen in terms of structures and tax ways to do it and, and, and different things to kind of formally set it up. And there's a lot of good people out there to help you with that. There's a lot of good CPAs and and attorneys and insurance folks and all that kind of stuff to help with that. What we focus on more is a second piece of that, which is what I'll call more the the day-to-day management of the business. And how do you transition where you've got the current owners that are kind of the the folks in charge, whether they're officially called the the, the CEO or president, or whatever it might be, but they're the ones who are in charge. They're the boss. They're they're, they're kind of running things day to day. How do you how do you transition that? power that day to day running of stuff to this next generation who you know in, in in many cases they've you know they've been involved with the business, this next generation's been involved in some form or fashion, but they haven't been involved in terms of being the boss. And so how do you how do you make that happen? how do you how do you hand that off? How do you as the current owner hand it off and start to step back? And how do you as that new owner coming in, potential owner coming in, how do you start to step up and, and, and take things over? Because it's very different if the the person transitioning to you started the company, they started from scratch, and all of a sudden they're handing off something that's got maybe 6 or 10 or, or 15 employees and doing maybe half a million or a couple million you know, dollars in sales, how do you hand that off and make sure that things aren't lost along the way and your, your decades of experience can be somehow magically transitioned and, and and taken from your brain and put into somebody else's brain so there's a lot of questions that come up when, when it comes sure, to, to, the, to a transition. The
0: better ones take a while they, they and a while could be a, a year maybe even more but you know to really make sure everything is buttoned down because it's an educational process and certainly a big emotional process for the usually the parent in, in these cases here who is giving a company to their children.
1: All right, so stay tuned. We'll talk more about how do you transition the company from one generation to the next. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with a wonderful company called Maximum Value Partners. We've been together 15 years coaching owners of small companies how to get unstuck from the state of how.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, welcome back at Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter with the hand gesturing Jack Mancini next hello,
0: to me. Hello, hello, Jack Mancini here. We are business coaches. Business coaches, that means we help owners of small businesses get unstuck from a state of how, and we've been doing it for a long time, and we've been doing it successfully. And we know, we know you small business owners out there are stuck with states of how, Asking those questions that start with how. And one of them should be, hey, how do I contact Jack and Adam?
1: That's right. How do you be part of the show? You can do that in lots of ways. You can give us a call here in the studio. Or we're here live every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. number here is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. You can tweet at us at, at @maximumvp. To get to Jack Mancini, you can tweet him at, at @jackmmvp or you can tweet me at, at Adam Sunhalter. Email's always good too, radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can go to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how. Nice little form comes up there to kind of submit your question and respond to what we're talking about. And so far today we've covered one how topic, which was how do you take a vacation, and then we started to talk a little bit about our second how topic, which is how do you transition a company. And we're talking about uh, from a family business standpoint, from a, from a parent to, let's say, kids. We have a couple of situations that we're, we've, we, we've been working on for a little while, and as Jack said, as we went to break, this doesn't happen overnight. And they often happen in different ways. You know, there, there, Again, there are a lot of good advisors out there to help you structure a deal and, and to make sure you, you, you minimize taxes and have the right form in place and the right amount of insurance to cover um, in case bad things happen. But the day-to-day management of the company can be can be difficult sometimes and how do you go about doing that and it's interesting how things evolve because there's often the case where we've had a couple situations in the past too we we have one that's current where you've got the the next generation really is you know for the last several years been running day-to-day operations you know they, they they've evolved into the role um you know where you have you know one of the current owners who was the boss has now you know been kind of I'll say pushed aside, but it's kind of stepped back from the day to day operations. Yeah, and the, and there the, are the,
0: there are issues, personal issues there that that somewhat mandated that.
1: So you have the, the that that next generation kind of already running day to day. That can be one you know one scenario. So so what do you do now? How, how do you start to kind of make the, the, that transition complete, so to speak, versus ones where you have you know the the, the current owner is still. The boss—they're still active and running day to day. You know, people—if you ask the the team who you know, who the boss is—they'll point to the current owner. And how do you now bring that next generation up to where they can step forward and be and, and become become a the the leaders of the company? And then how do you do it when it's not only just one person doing it, but you've got maybe you've got multiple siblings that are trying to do it? And you know, one of your favorite words, I know, Jack—we've talked about all the time—which is that word fair. How do you be fair about things? And that's so the wrong question understand.
0: to ask. That's right. So much of this is customized that there there's not a book, there's not a book to usually go to and and say, "Here's what you do in the case of parents uh, trying to turn the company over to their children and and battling siblings that that basically are are trying to take over and vie for control. There's all kinds of different situations in these transitions. So which ones do you do? I mean, what do you do? Well, we, we've established what we call seven keys to success. And those seven keys can guide basically the process very well. And what that means is that if if the up-and-coming owners, the prospective new owners, usually the children in this case, we'll, we'll use that as the example, if they're going to take over the company the parents need a way internally to have confidence that they can do it and if that's done well then it's going to be a pretty decent transition as Adam said the you know the suits uh, that being the lawyers the CPAs the valuation folks uh, they do get stuff out of textbooks and and uh, that's what they do and they structure it well the often unless there are people like business coaches Uh, guiding the process, the emotional process. Uh, All of a sudden somebody's faced with retirement. They have absolutely no idea how to retire. It's the first time they're doing it in their life, and they're 65, 70 years old. Very, very daunting. It can be a uh, a deal breaker. People not facing up to, to the facts that that are at hand here. So there's all kinds of variables with the transition. And the emotional part, the operation part, the confidence that I, as the owner of this company, want to be sure that if I give it to my daughter, she's going to do a pretty good job. Well, there has to be some type of, of process that allows you to evaluate that. And our seven keys do that very, very well.
1: And yeah, if you're looking for, uh, for what the, these seven keys are all about, just head over to our website real quick. It's MaximumVP.com. You'll see a little link there in the, in the menu for the MVP playbook. You click on seven keys to success right there. A nice little uh, infographic there that you can pull up on the screen or print out and have with you. Help give you a sense of what those seven keys are about, and we and we structure things around that in terms of what does it mean to be able to run the company day to day. So so where do you start? So usually when we try to start with a transition, you want to get agreement upon that. Hey, we're we're ready to transition, and usually it's. Hey, you know, it's the, it's the current owner saying, Hey, you know, it's a pretty I'm ready to... question, isn't it? Well, it seems like it, right? So it could be either the current owner saying, Hey, I'm kind of ready to, to start planning this thing out. I'd like to kind of step back and maybe be out of here in the next three, five, seven years, something like that, right? Or the opposite is instead of the, the the owner kind of wanting to pull back a little bit, it's getting the push from the next generation. Hey, I want to get mom and dad out of the way. You know, hey, we're, we're ready. We're kind of running things now. How do I kind of... How do I push them out of the way? I start pushing them. It's like pushing that wet noodle, right? They kind of... Dodge to the left and dodge to the right, and they kind of they're kind of moving around. I can't I can't dislodge them. How how do I get them out of here? And so you want to try to get agreement upon. Hey, it, it's time. It's time to kind of to, to make these things happen. And, and Jack hit on a very very key point. Okay, and this it ties in a little bit to our, to our earlier discussion about taking a vacation, Jack. Right? Uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to retire to? If, if that's you know, what do I do next? And we know, and I, I know many of you business owners listening, you don't have too many hobbies typically. You know, There aren't a lot of owners that have a lot of hobbies. Usually the business is their passion, their, their hobby. Business, it's their life. It's everything, right. right? Yeah. So they've put so much into it. And as we mentioned before about the taking a vacation, they're thinking about it 24-7. Even if they're not supposed to be thinking about it, they're, they're, they're thinking about it. So it's difficult to, to, to just kind of turn that off. But it's a key thing for, for the, the current owner to be able to do that and kind of know what they're going to do, but also for the next generation to have confidence that, hey, that the owner really means it. Because often they won't trust it. They'll say, hey, well, you know, I don't trust that you're going to step back, Jack. You know, I think you're still going to kind of be here and kind of messing around. So one of the ways we find it to be very helpful to try this out is to have the current owner maybe kind of decrease. And maybe they take, instead of working a five-day week, they work a four-day week, take a day off right Where they aren't they, they aren't coming to work and do what I don't know, but start doing something else right figure yeah, out what what else could you do you know can you can you be a a man or woman of leisure you know pick up some hobbies do you go for, visit for some maybe of our... a couple of
0: months Some oh. people love retirement though, but boy I'll tell you i I think personally that that's a small percentage
1: well it's a way, it's a way to the couple of things it's a way to for for that current owner to kind of test it out a little bit and see either, either they do embrace that whole idea of maybe. You know, being that man or woman of leisure to a certain extent, or to to do whatever. Maybe they find some new hobbies. Maybe, maybe they 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 go visit some friends they haven't seen for whatever they they might do with with that time. But also it gives it gives that next generation coming up the chance to kind of be there without mom or dad around, right? Where all of a sudden, hey, they have a feel for here's what it might look like if they aren't if they aren't here every day. You know what's going to happen, and you know it helps us see that hey, we can. Kind of do this see retirement's uh the the focus
0: is on structure taxes finances the the the, the un nah, I'm not going to say unmet but it it generally isn't really hard focused because not a lot of people do it and that's dealing with the emotion of transition all of a sudden Monday morning's going to show up and I'm not running my company anymore somebody else is and I'm moving on. I don't know what I'm moving on to. I've got a whole lot of suggestions. Jeez, I'm going to start with uh, taking a trip or a cruise or something. So 6 months later, hey, the cruises are all done. Uh not going to take another one until next year if ever again. My golf game sucks, blah blah blah. So what do you do? And we spend a lot of time with our clients kind of going through options to to get them to do things like maybe buying another company. Getting involved in a nonprofit, actually starting one—they have a lot of skills that that uh, are very valuable, and that the whole emotional part of retiring is huge, and quite often that dooms that dooms transitions, because subtly somewhere in their mind they don't feel good about this, and they find reasons not to really make it happen. So transitions are tough. They really are.
1: Well, let me let me let me go a little further on that, Jack, in terms of the emotional part of it. It's uh, you've been the man. Okay, I don't care if you're a woman or, or a man. You but you you've been the man for a number of years. You've been, you, you've been the boss. You've been the big guy. Whatever it might be. Okay, there's you're the man, Adam. A you're certain the man. a certain identification you have with that, right? <laughs> so your point: you wake up Monday morning, and all of a sudden you aren't the man anymore. How do you fill that? How do you fill that? Yeah, yeah, yeah your it's, whole
0: business has been your identity up to that. Been
1: point. A bi- it's been a big part of it for sure. I right? mean, you got other right. identities. Maybe, maybe you've been a spouse or a parent or. But that idea of being the business owner has probably dominated, or certainly been a huge, huge part of that. So filling that void is a big part of the emotion I think you're talking about, Jacks. How do you? How do you fill that? So again, test it out a little bit. And try and, and try to see what it's like because. It may not be for you, and we've heard all kinds of stories. I'm sure you've seen it, where you've got the 93 year old founder still kind of putzing around day to day at the at the company, and people don't don't know what to say. And you know, he or she may not be adding much value, but they're they're there, and you can't really kick them out. It's still kind of their company, so you kind of you kind of work around them. And usually, you it's... find
0: a young young senior guy in the company to sort of take care of the old guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Entertain him, take him to lunch. Entertain
0: him, put his office next to. uh listen to, to all their other, war so he comes in and talks war stories i said
1: listen to all the war stories and uh, even though you've heard him 16 different times this in the last two weeks you, you hear him again yeah there's <laughs> different things there's different different things to do so a big part of it is, is is coming to the table and having that discussion and so a big part of what jack and i do is we help to kind of bring all the parties to the table and talk about what what they want to have happen you know how how soon do you see it happening and if if you have multiple people you're turning it over to, one of the first questions we talk about is who's going to be in charge. Come back to that fair word again, right? That's well, I right. want to treat my fair. kids fair, right? It nothing to do with fair. Has what to heck do with... does that word mean? Fair? I, yeah, the, usually, isn't <laughs> fair season done usually done in the, in the summertime, Jack? I think so. All the county I, yeah, fairs that's are going on. Good, good focus. we're talking on about. It.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> The the, the 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 reason why the fair thing's the wrong question to ask is we always talk about asking a different question, and that question is what is best for the organization. If if you can focus on what's best for the organization, often many of these very emotional, very difficult decisions get some clarity.
0: Yeah, you're trying to you're you're trying to divide. Uh... Uh, the, the company's valuation or a component of it between you know your son and daughter, and you're trying to find ways to do it fairly and boy, you talk about an emotional charged you know uh situation yeah it it just doesn't work it doesn't work you have to make a decision you ha- you just have to do that sometimes i mean it it doesn't flow nicely many many times
1: so one of the things that we always advise against. Is having a 50/50 ownership. Now, that doesn't 50-50. mean doesn't mean you shouldn't have equal compensation. So we'll get that topic here in a little bit, but the the ownership piece. Somebody should always have at least 51 percent. Somebody have have that majority. Why is that
0: owner, or why is that Adam?
1: Well, because they're, they're when, when things are well and good, you know, things don't get stuck. It's when all of a sudden there's some disagreements or they aren't maybe on the same page, where. Basic decisions don't get made. You mean wait? Ten years? Ten years after the
0: the siblings took over the the company from the parents, that they're going to have problems? Yeah, maybe even
1: maybe even sooner. Maybe ten days. Maybe ten months. Right. <laughs> That's so right. so what happens? We've seen this. We've seen this case a number of times where all of a sudden there are some basic decisions. These you know these aren't whether to to, to sell the company or do this or do that. But you know because there's certain things you can't do when you own 51. But the the basic day-to-day stuff. That all of a sudden doesn't get made, and it's not good for the not good for the company, not good for the company to be able not to to decide about maybe hiring somebody or firing somebody. Okay, that's what somebody be.
0: ultimately has to have the final authority. Correct. Yeah. Without that, the only final authority is going to be a a, a a court or justice system process here in which you're. You're going to have the course decide what the, what the right way is.
1: So that's one of the first questions we want to make sure we start to ask. We talk about the idea of transitioning the day-to-day stuff, of it, right? And we have a lot more questions we want to get into. We only have one more segment to go with, so we'll talk about that a little bit more in terms of how do you transition the day-to-day management of the company to, to family members? How do you do that and do that well? So stay tuned to hear more about that. I'm Adam Sunhalter, And I'm Jack
0: Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, welcome back. 30 secrets of small business. We're back at it and working through it. We got a lot of good things to talk to you in our last segment. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hello, Adam.
0: I'm Jack Mencini's the last name, and I'm a business coach along with Adam, who's a business coach. And the company we work for and work with and own is Maximum Value Partners, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. And tonight we're talking about real-life coaching adventures. And we've, we've picked out two subjects to talk about. One is how the heck do you take a vacation as a business owner, especially a first-time owner who's, who's all of a sudden uh, realizing some prosperity in all his efforts through the years. And then the other one is how do you go through a transition, meaning parents uh, own the company and they want to transfer it to their children. Or other issues regarding pretty much family, it isn't always family, but we're we're kind of focusing on family because those are our current experiences today. but you could sell the company to an outsider as well that that would be called a transition, but that's not what we're talking about tonight
1: so one of the things we're as we're going to break, we're talking about some of the questions that you should you should ask when it comes to transition, and part of the role that Jack and I play as business coaches we help to kind of bring everybody to the table and start to ask some of the tough questions that people don't like ne- tend to necessarily maybe ask about. But it's the right time to do it is now, when, before things happen. You know, as Jack was joking before, he said, what do you mean? People might have, where uh, they're getting along fine today, they have problems 10 years from now? And I said, yeah, maybe 10 days or 10 months from now. You never quite no, know.
0: Oh, true. Oh, no, true. So there will be problems for sure. Yeah, so we
1: sort of test it now when everything's feeling pretty good. And usually what happens is you, you, know, you have the, the parents on one side and the kids on the other side, where they're, again, because they're going to have to work together. So we ask questions like again who's going to be in charge and we we advise to make sure you don't have an equal ownership break of 50-50 make sure one person at least has 51% so they can make some of the basic day-to-day decisions doesn't mean that, that, that they don't talk about things but if they have a disagreement that somebody can eventually make a decision on things but
0: versus versus going to court over it yeah or and not that, making
1: a decision and letting things kind of languish that's and, right and then you know what becomes a little a small wound or small disagreement or small small um, uh, divide starts to widen and, and get worse over the months and the years, and and people hold grudges at times. Hey, well, you won that last one, Jack, so I'm holding, I'm digging in for this one. Versus, no, it's again, we're going to have it, have a talk about it. But I know you're going to be the one to decide eventually. So let me say my piece and see if I can sway you, and make my case. You see if you can make your case, and we'll go back and forth a little bit. Correct, That's okay. Yeah. We can go back and forth like that. And my ideas aren't always going to win neither are your ideas, but at least we have something to be, kind of move things forward, and move on to the next thing. So no one who's in charge is a big, big deal to start with, okay? One of the things we try to talk about is, you know, and we like to bring it up because we know it's a problem for almost any kind of company, which is compensation, money. What does that mean? What's You know, compensation is not just a salary. That's part of it. Now, wait, that that could be something
0: that we'd entertain 50-50 on. Absolutely. Uh, but, not, you know, not necessarily uh, in all cases. There has to be some... Pretty good signs of equitable uh, efforts here. Both sides pretty much contributing, you know, somewhat equally. Uh, you know, don't don't get out the big measuring sticks to go crazy over it. But 50-50 ownership, no. 50-50 profit split, yes.
1: Yeah, that's the people I think at the end of the day, I think it's the people really truly care about more so is really knowing that they're going to get that equal split. And starting to talk through, what are some of the rules of the road? Okay, so when you own a small company, you know, salary is one part of it typically. Maybe there's some bonuses that that, that that are part of it too or profits you know we share profits at the end of the year or some parts of the profits but there are also some other things that 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 get run through the company okay it could be car payments it could be cell phones it could be you know a a clothes allowance in terms of you know different clothes you have to get or, or materials you get I mean, again there's certain things that you make you know uh, that are you know people may call them perks as part of what kind of goes through so you know do you are you going to treat the, the company as a as your bank account and you can kind of do with it what you want? Or are you going to set limits? Say, hey, you know, it's okay if we each spend 500 bucks a year or a thousand bucks a year on stuff like this and, and, and you know, spend it as you want, Jack, but you know, we'll set some, some boundaries here in terms of how we're going to operate. But I have those kind of discussions to kind of talk through what's kind of expected. Because we've seen too many times where people literally would treat that that bank account, like their own personal bank account, right? So if there's money in there. They kind of grab the, they, they grab it and say, "Wait
0: a minute." Whoever grabs it first gets to spend it the way they want. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and if and if our duties are divided as such that you know all of a sudden you know you're responsible for more of the, the the sales and customer service stuff, and I'm the guy taking care of a lot of the administrative stuff and paying the bills and everything else. Hey, there may be fifty grand in the bank today, Jack, but I have promised payments for forty five that over the next over the next week to people. If you come and write yourself a check for 15, 20 grand, thinking, hey, well, you know, that's my money.
0: Hey, wait a minute. That sounds like exactly the conversation that we were in on today with one of our clients.
1: <clears throat> that happens a lot. Okay. <laughs> and people figure, hey, it's my money. I want to kind of take it out. So you got to you got to have some of these discussions so so what are we going to do? Versus we just kind of get into it and then and then things come out. So at least we can talk about what we think we'd like things to be, okay? So compensation is a big deal. You know, and, 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 again, as, as Jack said, we're, we're, we're big fans. If there's relatively equal contributions, let's, let's have that be pretty much equal. Again, people will get compensated you know, equally, but it's more than just a salary. Another one that you want to talk about well, is.
0: By, by all means, you have to be talking about these things. You don't let them fester. You know, if all of a sudden you're, you're doing a little more or doing a little less and I start to resent it, I got to talk to you about it. The worst thing to do is not speak out. Maybe there should be a uh... every quarter, you know, an afternoon in which you go out to lunch and and uh, spend the afternoon drinking beers or golfing or bowl or whatever the heck you guys like to do. But anything that's been a problem, Adam, let's talk about it. You know, at the end of the first quarter, at the end of the third quarter, whatever it's going to be, and make sure those things. Don't become a, a a real sore. Because quite often, you know, the other partner doesn't know what the heck's going on. He doesn't know those feelings are are being generated. He's not even aware of uh, what, what's perceived to be an abuse or certainly an irritant. So don't let those things go without prioritizing. Well, not prioritizing, but give them some pretty good weight because they're very important.
1: Well, I think one of the, the ways to do that as you're talking about it, Jack, is you need to get very clear on who's going to be doing what. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we we talk to our clients about is getting together a functional work chart, which lays out all the things that are going on within the company. And so, again, if you have a transition going on, what's happening is you have people doing stuff day to day. The question is now who's going to be kind of responsible for those different areas. We keep things real simple in our terms. We look at the, the three components of the business. You have a product or service. You have some marketing and sales. And you have the administration, which is all the other stuff, the people, the numbers, that kind of stuff. So if you have two of you, Who's responsible for those three areas? You know, is one of you responsible for one? One's responsible for two other ones? You know, you have one person you mentioned before is going to be the person in charge, kind of overall. overall. So, but get get clear on who's kind of doing what. So, so, so to your point, Jack, that it's going to, you know, have some relative equal contributions here. We are, we each have different backgrounds and skills, you know. Maybe That's you're right. great at the product, and I'm not so great at the product, but I'm pretty good administratively. Maybe mm-hmm. we, 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 we kind of ham and egg it when it comes to to marketing and sales a little bit. So we kind of maybe split those duties a little bit. Whatever, you know, let's talk through what's a, a relative equal breakdown of you know of responsibilities and duties here. And knowing that, you know what, it's key to have that discussion now because you know what's going to happen is that th- those roles are going to change as time goes on because as a company grows and changes and things happen, we're maybe equal today. Well, all of a sudden we start to grow a lot. Well, maybe all of a sudden I'm taking on more of that duty because... There becomes more transactions, more things kind of happen and There's more administrative work to happen. More people we got to hire, and, and all of a sudden, wow, now it's become a little bit outweighed. I, I need to maybe hand some things off to you, or we need to find somebody else to bring in. So you know, I, I'm not feeling swamped, right? Or, or, or right. vice versa. So it's if I haven't had the discussions up front to now start to have it in the you know in the fray when the bullets are flying, so to speak, it becomes even more difficult because you know we become more uh, emotional, yeah, and You aren't
0: going to have the time for it, and you aren't going to have the focus because of all the other issues that have to be attended to how often have we heard that adam absolutely i don't
1: have time <laughs> if you if you go through a day and don't hear somebody say that you, you're you count yourself as blessed because i hear we, we hear it multiple times during the course of the day no, and in right. fact we may even say it and if you catch yourself saying that bite your tongue because <laughs> nobody else can control your time but you so ha- having these discussions is is very very key when it comes to, to a transition it's not only amongst the, the, the current and the, and the potential future owners of it, but also amongst the future owners in terms of how they think going to operate going forward. We touched on a couple of things today in terms of who's in charge, compensation, and then who's kind of doing what. Those are three very, very key discussions to get clear on um, today. And as Jack said when we first started talking about this, it's, there's no playbook for this. It's going to be customized for everybody. But If you start with that initial framework, you'll have a lot of those very, very good discussions to start with. So... Um, we covered a couple topics today, Jack. We couldn't get as deep in anything no, we, we, we would have get liked. Into
0: pricing and planning and and valuations and other stuff that popped up. But uh, maybe we'll get those. Uh, we'll, we'll get those time. at a future
1: show. Absolutely, because uh, we, we know they'll come up again, and we'll be talking about them some more. So, I want to thank you for uh, joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're off to a great start here in, in, in 2018. We invite you to join us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Seven. That's right. If you have any questions before the next show, shoot us an email, radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can give us a call off the air at 877-849-0670. Okay. Adam, this has uh, been another good show
0: for us. We like doing this stuff, and we like our clients very much, and we like our listening audience.
1: Yes, we do. If you missed the show or any of these other shows, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, You can go to WINTradio.com and go to the archive programs as well. So go get us there. So learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.